Welcome back to the family table. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Noah. The coffee pot is on. Pull up a chair and let's chat. You're so funny. <laughs> Did that whole thing with your eyes closed because she didn't want me to make her laugh. That's true. Uh, Tonight, though, is water. I feel like there's right. this so heat dehydrated. outside. We're both a little on the dehydrated side. So, no coffee, just water. And if you were saying to yourself, Self, it's been a while since I've seen any podcasts from this. Yeah, it is. We had a, a hiatus just because, well, we're going to tell you all about what we've been up to. We did record one. <laughs> well, we did try to record one two <laughs> weeks ago, and I just, I nixed that from coming public because it was awful quality. <laughs> it sounded like, <laughs> we were like, and, and like, what's that thing at um, Holiday World that you spin you around uh, over and over? The, s- hold on. The centrifuge. That's not, the revolution. Revolution. Yeah. Uh, we'd recorded on the way to church, and the van was crazy loud, and the kids were loud, and we were going down the worst roads in the state, and all you could hear is... <laughs> coffee pot. <laughs> and so uh, I tried to do my editing magic, and it was bad. So we just killed it. And... Um, it's okay. Uh, we knew you'd be interested in what we're up to, and uh, we have uh, so much news, uh, and I've got a topic I want to talk about, too, so, uh, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Um, we are on, like, summer, our summer break, and I really thought we'd have a lot more, like, home time and we haven't it's like we're busier I've now never in this house yeah the house that we currently reside in that we own for one more day spoiler alert yeah. uh i'm never here i sleep and i get up and i leave but we uh, see you less than the school year yeah, yeah. Uh, too bad i mean that sincerely like that's too bad not like too bad suckers <laughs> well it came off <laughs> all right <laughs> i hear it listen i hear it <laughs> Uh, I do have a would you rather today. Oh. And we'll bank Henry's for next time. Yeah, he has a a really good one. This stems from the conversation that we were having on the Facebook Live that I threw out the other day. Would you rather have a chest freezer or a stand-up freezer? What do you call those? Stand-up freezer? What do you call those? Yeah, I guess. Vertical freezer. I think that people have answered the question, but you just want your answer to be heard. So, we're back on this? Yeah. I just want to hear okay. your rationale. Oh, mine? Yeah. Do you, do you have an opinion on the matter? I do. So, I prefer the stand-up freezer because I feel it takes less floor space, like physical floor space, and it becomes like... like with, like my purse, I keep my pur- I'll organize my purse, then all of a sudden there's this black hole of just like rummaging through to find what I need. And I feel like the um, floor chest freezer becomes that for me. It's just like this bottomless black hole. And it takes up floor space. We'll get a vertical purse. That's my takeaway from this lesson. Uh, it becomes a black hole, like to dig through, and it's cold, and it gets ice in my fingernails. Ugh. Okay. Yikes. All right. Well, let me. Spit some truth for you, okay? Um, you already bought the freezers, didn't you? Huh? You already bought the freezers. Well, <laughs> I'm sending the guns are on the way. No, uh, I, here's a couple things. <clears throat> I like the idea of having small chest freezers, especially since we're going to have enough meat to fill up whole freezers. So I can just say, 
oh, this is the turkey freezer. <laughs> oh, this is the pig freezer. And uh, I, I like that it's longer and distributes the weight across the joists more. Because I built that floor. And I just, I don't know, probably be like, oh, it'd be, feel a little better if there's not a thousand pounds sitting on two floor joists. When I can spread the weight out across four floor joists. Uh, number B. Um, when the chest freezers... Oh, by the way, I know that heat rises and cool stays to the low part. So if we don't have a huge freezer, it should be colder. Third objective. When the chest freezers are closed, we now have more space, countertop space for things. Things like folded laundry or when we're having a party. Hey, here's the ch here is the drinks cooler. And uh, I don't uh, think we need people in our laundry. I may be making noodles or something and need some place to dry noodles. Uh, you know what I'm at saying? Thanksgiving. Yeah, one time I could be tanning hides oh and be God. looking for a good flat surface. We'll see. Uh, last objective is we were planning on having upper cabinets all around that space. And I just don't know how that will work out with a vertical freezer. We're probably going to get... Bottom line is we're probably going to get some vertical freezers. But I like to be heard. Okay? <laughs> I'm not Buster Bluth. I like to be heard. <laughs> I hope somebody gets that reference. I hope somebody Don't does. Don't give any more context to no, that. No. I hope somebody out there gets that. Rochelle will get it. <laughs> yeah, Rochelle will yeah, she'll get it. Okay, uh, so that's your question. That's your question. Vertical stand-up freezers or horizontal chest freezers. chest freezers? Good question tonight. I can tell. I'm the one bringing the energy tonight, so I'm just going to keep the train rolling. I'm kind of worn out. I'm sorry. It's been a long... Week and oh, it's Monday. Is it? My <laughs> God. I didn't know it was. It's Monday. Oh. You said to the kids at dinner, it's tomorrow Saturday, and I thought you were joking. I, I had, didn't Listen, the space time continuum. I when didn't I'm realize you were being serious. I, I have no idea what day it is. Like, I, I don't have anything to measure it off of. I don't know, you know. At school, I know it's Tuesday because there's Mrs. Gravy in the morning. Oh, um, and, uh, uh, you know, I've got little markers like that. I don't, I don't have that. I don't have a computer to look at in the, to start my day and spend that first silent hour because I first hour of prep. I get to see what the clock is and see what the date is and uh, learn whatever I want to learn. Now I just, you know, I'm up, you know, you know me, I'm up at the crack of dawn. Uh, I, I greet the world with vigor. and um, So our kids wake up every morning ready to, like, take on anything. They're, they're, they're talkative, they they need things, they or they demand things. They like they're one. ready, and then they know not to speak to Noah <laughs> until nine oh nine a.m. Like it's become a joke in the house because it's like, my prep hour. Like oh, it's still Dad's prep hour. He's not. We're not allowed to talk to him because he is grumpy. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just part of... We have one child, though, who's a lot like that in the morning. So What's her those, name? <laughs> we're not going to tell you who, which child it is, but she is very comfy yeah. in the morning. <laughs> she needs her prep hour, too. She's the best. <laughs> uh, let's talk about all the changes that have happened. Okay. Now, this is not a farm update. This is a life update. Okay. Okay. I made, I made illusions? No, I made... Ouch. Um, 
help me, a preview to the fact that... Um, teaser. A teaser. Promo. That today is... To, well, tomorrow. But you'll be it's hearing it today. Uh, but I'm not really sure what day it is anyway. Uh, we have one night left of owning this house legally. We close tomorrow, and it is a great feeling. Uh, it was a long... It was a long. Pro- I say it's a long process, but I'm sure you've all been through. You, you got your own real estate stores where you either lost money or made money, and it took forever or sold right away. Everybody's got a story. Our, you know, this one it it went better than the last house that we sold. Oh, a lot better. Uh, it was quicker. We we did better on it financially. It uh, it worked out timing, uh, providentially worked out that. I was afraid I was going to have to ask for like 60 or 90 days closing so that I could have enough time to fish the other house. And when they made the offer, they said, oh, but we can't even close till June 20, which means we can live here till July 20. So uh, that was providential and great. Um, and so that's a big thing tomorrow. It's huge. And we're going to do a few things with it. First off, we're going to do what? Take our children... Yes, we are taking the kids to see the closing. Uh, we know there's not a lot on our part with this one. I think we signed our name, they said 11 times or something. But we want our kids to know what a closing looks like. You know, they were here when we prepped the house. They were here when we met with the realtor. They helped get things tidied up for every one, every one of the 11 showings we had. So... They see the process. They, they were here for the inspection, for the appraisal, all that. So we want them to see the full process. They've been process. an active participant in the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, part selfishly, like, I teach personal finance, and I meet kids who their parents have never talked to them about anything financial. Like, the financial guidance is, here's $5, mm-hmm. and pick me up a Polar Pop on the way home. Like, uh, so... I want them to see this. It's nothing big, and I've, no. I've warned them, like, hey, this is going to be a boring thing <laughs> in real life, but if you could get in your mind that this young couple that's buying the house who has a young child, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be real exciting for them. And it's kind of bittersweet for us to let it go because, you know, all the memories we have and all the mm-hmm. work we've done, but we've already already disassociated ourselves yes. from this place, and we're appreciative of it. But I told them, like, hey, you should really watch this young couple, and they're going to be so excited, and they're going to come in with ideas and all sorts of stuff. Last night, Noah and I were talking about about this very feeling about how we are disassociated from this house and how... But there's still, like, some sadness with leaving. But the thing that sort of is exciting for us is now this home is this couple, this family's before pictures. And that makes us really excited for them. Like that they yeah. can put their own spin on things and their own um, dreams in it. That we just hope we've given them a good foundation for this. Um, there was another before pictures to make their memories. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes me happy and giggly. Like, oh, so all the work I did is the before work. Uh, <laughs> you look around and see, oh my gosh, I got a lot to do. And I look around like, whew, I did a lot. So... Um, we le- see. We never expected to move from this house. So yeah. when we did this last, we did, we did our remodels of this, we'd always left like Easter eggs behind the walls. Yeah. So I'm like, they're gonna be really There's weird. So many like body drawings body on the ground. Body drawings are like, 
hi dad or yeah. like or little notes about like what we did that day or so yeah. it's going to be that'd be great. It's I, gonna be great I just like giggle like they're gonna find a lot uh something that came up surprising in the process um there was a couple things on my mind that I thought they might need fixed, like, you know, different parts of the house that a inspection or appraisal they might say, oh, they need to fix this, blah, blah, blah. Nothing, nothing uh, set off any alarms that needs fixed, except radon. <laughs> radon. <laughs> and here was Noah's and my experience with radon. They said, oh, we have to do a radon test. And we were like... Like what Toby tries to pull on Michael? Right. Because that was really... He's around the office. <laughs> Don't touch them. Don't touch them. I was like, this is weird. I, I guess yeah. uh, Big Radon's getting in on the home improvement game. And, right. Uh, so we've got a... If you don't know what Radon is, nobody does. Because so we don't, we don't right. either. It's apparently... Do... It's a hypothetical... I'm sure it's a real Stop. thing. It's a real thing. Has it's to do a... the decomposing of yes. the dirt... Underneath, underneath your basement. So if you have a basement, you should check for radon. Um, there, there's, there's no side levels. effects to it until like it's long-term it's issues. It's kind of the same idea of like lead paint and stuff right. like that. Like it's a harmful thing that could be mitigated. And so the mitigation of it, which, okay, it was out of 100 points. And four, zero to four is a safe level. Our house was 4.69, and so the the buyers actually put a, a radon mitigation system in. And so we got but every, I think every state has different levels, too. That's right? true. So they asked us to do check into that, and I our real estate agent gave us a contact, and, and within about an hour... By the way, best customer service I may have ever had. It was kind of... It was like... was Mark, and he was I like... I feel like we need something like, something like a Valentine's yeah, Day card next year. Like he was that list. so nice. Uh... He said, basically, uh, they're going to run a pipe. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't have to do it. They're going to have a sump pump in the basement. And they're going to stick a pipe uh, and then uh, underneath the concrete slab. And then there'll be like a plastic or a PVC pipe going up and out the, ha the wall. And then outside the wall, there'll be like a... I don't know, like an exhaust fan kind of a thing. And it's going to literally suck air from underneath the slab and remove it outside. But and now that, like, it's on our radar, we've noticed some other houses. Like, when we've been... Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yes. Have, there's oh, there's oh, there's a there's system. Okay. There's a system. It's a thousand bucks. You know, whatever. It thousand is what bucks. It is. It's a thousand bucks. It's a big deal. But, um, you know, they didn't ask for a new roof or anything like that. So, uh, we were able to close the deal and... That felt good. So, we got to get a radon mitigation system, and this sucker is sold tomorrow. So, uh, we're taking the kids, and I told them all at the beginning, when we close, we're going to go out for steaks. So, we're going to... i got to be specific here. It's Logan's Ribeye? Okay, because there's, there's a steakhouse called Logan's, and that's a chain. Yeah, this but this is, is in Terre Haute. This is like Logan's Ribeye. It used to be called Western Ribeye. And uh, we better call ahead and let them know we are coming because we are hungry. Oh my God. <laughs> and Elliot are like uh, stoked about it. Like, can we all, all eat off the adult menu? Like, well, yeah, that's fine. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. 
So, uh, that's a chapter of our life that's come to a close. It's a good chapter, though. We're very, very happy about that part. Now, the other chapter we got to walk through, which means we have 31 days. Oh, which, my. just saying that makes me hurt a little bit. A little anxiety. Since we talked to you last, drywall's up, drywall's mudded. Dry- sanded, s- mudded, sanded, mudded, sanded, sanded, mudded, sanded, 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 sanded. Touch mudded, touch, touch mud, sanded. Touch sanded. <laughs> <coughs> Three levels of mudding plus and additional a, plus sanding. Plus a fourth, uh, just like touch mud. Yeah, and uh, uh, I did like 98% of it. Elizabeth helped sand that last day. Not to say that people haven't been helpful, I'm just talking purely about the mudding. I really wanted to take on the mudding myself because uh, I wanted it to look a cer- the best I could. And I kind of wanted to prove to myself like I could do it. And I'm real happy with it. I gave myself like an A-. minus. I can see some things, but hopefully nobody will see- be too judgy about it. What do I say uh, every time, though? I'm a super judgy person. Oh, no, no. You got that, too. I'm like, just hang a picture, man. <laughs> yeah, she keeps saying, hang a picture. Honey, it's on the ceiling. <laughs> Take a picture. Cover it up. Uh, so I'm real happy with that. And then for Father's Day slash my birthday, my family, my kids and wife bought me the greatest gift I may have ever gotten. A package of new black socks. Crew cut. No, not crew cut. Uh, Ankle. Those. Oh. Father's yes, Day. You're right. Yes. yes. Hanes cu- ankle cushion. Yes. Socks. But that's not the gift. Oh. The other gift was a Graco X7 paint sprayer. It's like a professional grade awesome doohickey. Okay. So I could buy a five gallon bucket of paint and put the dipstick in it and it would, and I had 75 feet of hose and I squeezed my trigger and I never had to stop painting. I painted, I primed the whole house, which was what about 23 gallons of paint in like six hours with a break just for me in the middle of it. Ceilings and walls. It was amazing. I think it was less than that, actually. It really was. That's probably including a cleanup. I took a long time to clean it up. But it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. If you have to do a huge project... Now, I would do this for like, oh, one wall. But if you had two or three rooms or a new construction and you were going to do priming and everything... Oh, my gosh. It was phenomenal. It was great. It really changed my life it's the best work i've ever done and it got great results it looks mm-hmm. super great so the house is now primed and i painted ceilings today and that's drying as we speak and so tomorrow or the next day probably tomorrow i can i had a i wrote down on paper and measured where i ran all my wires and i can take my laser level and make my marks for where i need to cut in for our wafer lights, our pot lights in the ceiling, and get those. And we might even have lights in the room by whatever day this is, a few days from now. (laughs) Okay? So we are really moving. Uh, We've also decided to hire the floor to be done, which was uh, bittersweet for me. Like, uh, I couldn't do the the carpet. I knew that. But hardwood, we had the tool, and ceramic... I just assumed, because I'm financially, I would just need to do it. But we decided to have professionals do it, uh, just so it's all, A, done, and B, like, everything flows and looks nice. Transitions from And, you know, that'll cut a week out of, uh, at least a week out of my working to try and get the house done. So, 
it'll cut a significant amount of time. So what we have left to do is to buy our plumbing fixtures, buy all our trim and doors and get those painted, and, uh, and then get the floors installed, and uh, that's kind of the biggest chunk of it right there. Right. So we're in a really good stretch here of big things popping. We'll try to, I'll, I'll try to update a little bit more because I get pretty excited about it. Doing okay? Hmm? I know you're exhausted, but um, I wanted to talk about a topic for a few minutes if you think we'll cover just about everything going on in our life. Okay. I want to talk about... I don't know this topic. I'm really kind of nervous. Um, the importance of, or the concept of planting seeds. That's what I want to talk about. And I don't just mean, you know, fruits and veggies. Right. I want to talk about a few different areas that I've noticed uh, how important it is to take time to plant seeds in your life so they turn into something. Okay. But let's start with the, the obvious. What do you have going on in our bay window? I, uh, we didn't get a big garden put out this year, which is okay. We have to be okay with that. But um, for several years now, I've had a pumpkin patch. So we have a few pumpkin starts in the windows. Um, <laughs> just a couple here and there. I think we have 17 or 18 varieties of starts? pumpkins. No, varieties. Oh. And oh. then... <laughs> and then... Um, when I counted about a week ago, we had 208 active plants, and they've had about 20 more pop-ups since then. A she lot says of pumpkins. to me the other day, hey, uh, I got like 200 pumpkin plants, uh, when can I get a pumpkin patch? <laughs> and the next morning I started tilling, and I tilled, and I tilled, and I tilled, and I tilled, and I got a nice plot for her, and then I realized... Nice little pumpkin patch. I think this is bigger than the garden we had. <laughs> the whole garden we had at our own place. And it looks like a postage stamp in our own place. Does. So it's just like pretty exciting. Pretty cool. So we've got uh been planting seeds, literal seeds of food. Uh I would like to investigate trying to use hay bales as well and mm -hmm. maybe, you know, the compost or the you know, cow manure or whatever mm -hmm. we have. And give that a go because you can take a hay bale and put dirt on top of it and then plant mm -hmm. water it go good and it'll the roots will grow through into the hay bale and then everything can be chopped up and make compost for later yeah. because we've got a lot of uh people consider it mulch hay because it's not super great for animals it's been on that bottom row underneath the whole but it stack still has some value yeah, but it's still got some value for mulching mm -hmm. so uh, a lot of people are, I've been seeing are starting to see a harvest from their seeds that they've already started in life. Some friends of ours, the Mustins, uh, harvested their garlic today. Did you see that? I missed it. They had over 600 bulbs? Clothes, That's great. Heads? What did you do? Yeah, and they were hanging them, and oh, zip tying them, hanging them. And so we've talked in the past. Like, I can't, I, that was, but that was kind of inspirational. I like, I'd like to have a ton mm -hmm. of garlic like that and right. uh, make garlic powder. Obviously, have whole garlic bulbs. One of the things I want to do, and there's a word, and I always forget what it is. 
You take oil and garlic and you roast them in the oven till the garlic is like soft, softened, a little hard, mm-hmm. a little soft. And it's a incredibly tasty spread hmm. on breads and crackers. Hmm. Uh, and a lot of people have it in their, I suppose, their fridge or their pantry and have it as like a, like a snack or a topper. And hmm. so we had it at a restaurant once and I thought it was so cool. And uh, I'd like to have a lot, like you know, a can of that or something mm-hmm. like that would be good. Um, and then you can, you know, dehydrate it and get powder and you can do all that with onions and with garlic and celery and anything you want. But uh, garlic's one of those things where you don't plant it in the spring and buy a seed. Cause, and I remember this because we're talking about the mustards. We're talking about, hey, last, it have been maybe November, October. Uh, dad, the dad and a couple of kids came out to the farm and said, hey, we need to buy a couple of bales of hay. And I was like, cool, come on out. And they came and they had this minivan and I helped them strap it to the top of their minivan, these bales of hay. It was such a funny picture. It worked so well. It worked so well for them. And, um, uh, and, and they took it home and they planted the garlic then and it, it kind of grew as a cold hardy crop. So it kind of I don't know if it sat dormant or if it established itself or if it's just like one of those things that like it, from day one they need all the sunlight they can get. I just don't know what uh-huh. the idea is, but they hit 600 clo- That's uh, bulbs today. So, uh, start some seeds somehow, some way in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's a small herb garden or that you can do in your windowsill or... Maybe you want to put, uh, we also have a neighbor here who just does buckets. Mm-hmm. Um, there happens to be bigger buckets that like what you'd buy uh, animal mineral in. And they use that as for tomatoes and stuff. Or you got a rooftop or you got a community garden. Spread some seeds somehow and, and try growing something. It's enjoyable and it's fun to see the life mm-hmm. cycle. Um, the, the, what do I want to say? The premise or the thing that kind of brought me thinking about this earlier today is I am starting to see the fruit of planting certain seeds in my, ch- in my children's character, behavior, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, when we were drywalling, I, did, I told you I wanted to do all the mudding, but we were hanging 12-foot sheets of drywall. And um, it was really big and awkward. I had that physical strength to lift it, but it was not graceful at all. I was top-heavy and just clunky. And then we found out that Henry, our 10-year-old, with ease, could grab one end of the, off the ground and pick it up and walk backwards. It was like a superpower that we had <laughs> hidden. Um, but I kind of realized between that and some other things that I'm starting to get a harvest of something that's super important to me. And that's um, show your kids what you're doing. Include them in it. Plant some seeds of learning and show them what hard work is, whether it's in the garden, whether it's building a house, whether it's mowing or helping people move, like your hard work ethic. Because, and and don't just let them casually sit sit on the sidelines and, 
okay, kids go do this thing, and adults do this thing, like, include them. Yeah. Because I am starting to see really good things in their character and, like, beast mode, I kind of call it, uh, that kind of comes out of them. Um, when, when we first started this whole little homestead uh, website stuff, I thought, oh, I'll take videos on everything I do, and that'll be all of our content. Well, here's what I ran into. When I was working alone, that was fine. But when the kids are with me, I want to teach the kids. And I can't build a floor, teach the kids how to build a floor, and film it all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I had to make a decision to cut out all the filming stuff that I wanted to do. I decided it was much more important for the kids who are just going to strip out some screws and, you know, as I'm teaching them, bend over nails and... Uh, rip you know, the tape off your freshly done drywall. Rip the tape off the drywall. <laughs> uh, take all my tools out to the garage and uh, or, or out in the field. I can't tell you how many hammers we found out in the field. <laughs> They're just willingly walking away. But I'm getting now a harvest of the boys are the older two. I mean, I'm really talking about the older two, the older three really um, are super excited about working hard on the house and they want to be part of it and they've got ideas how they can they take it. turns going early with yeah. you um all the kids do take yeah. turns going early with noah um that gives us like time to get chores done he goes to the farm first and we get chores done here and get things sort of ready for the day um so that's like whoever's turn it is they are up an hour before they oh, need to be yeah. they're dressed they're prepped they're like yeah they're really looking forward to that time part of me is like i hope i'm not creating uh a situation where they feel like the only time they can see me is if they do this if they work hurt, <laughs> they do grunt work feelings a little bit like that right. messed up messed up somehow but we're just in a season of right it's not always really. but i've said since our kids have been a young age I could give them our grocery list yes. and they could go to the store yes. without me and get what we needed and know what, where it was in the store. Um, cause they just, they've always been part of really the other day you said to me, something like, is there any, do you ever think like, Oh, I can't do this because of the kids. And I was like, no, mm -hmm. I would go anywhere. I would take them anywhere. Mm -hmm. I would drive. I would, I, there's not a doubt in my mind. Yeah. Spend the time to teach the kids what you're doing or how it's done or, you know, get them involved in the process somehow. You, you have to be a teacher. There's no way they're going to learn if you don't make an effort and, and bring them in. And, and it's not always easy. No. A lot of times it'd be so much easier not oh to do gosh. that. Like, things would go faster. Things would go smoother. And, and there's... Every day is not the day to do that. Like, there's okay to be times when you do stuff by yourself because it's just faster. Yeah. Yes, correct. Um, that's why that's a big. Maybe that's the days you prune your fruit <laughs> when you just uh, do it by yourself. <laughs> leave them alone. Uh, <laughs> the other thing was take this take this metaphor as far as you oh, want to go with it. Okay. okay? <clears throat> Plant social skill seeds in your kids. Okay, I don't know how to say it. You like succinct. Okay, plant in your kids the desire to talk and get to know people. You do that by taking the time 
to show them how to get to know people. And it's not a textbook. Jimmy looks in Tommy's eyes. No. We have to, all day long, have interesting conversations with our kids and then facilitate them talking to each other. And early on, that was kind of... So what's weird is that, I was thinking about this today, like, COVID kind of helped us with that. Like, we, we kind of kept it fresh, we kept it yeah. right, we would do that. We might end clinically call it checking in with them, mm-hmm. and we're asking them about their feelings, about things. Well, not, not in a cold way, but in a conversational way. And I'm so proud of, by doing that, we get compliments all the time about your kids I can't believe your kids just talk and come up to strangers and okay that sounds weird that's uh, creepy no I don't mean it creepy but like I had a grown adult today this stop and say I love your kids they uh, they asked me some really interesting questions and we were together for 45 minutes the other day and they just kept conversation going and it was all like interesting and on point and that wouldn't happen if you and I didn't take the time to make sure that, like, early on when they're talking, we, we have to tell them, hey, look at my eyes when you talk to me. Or mm-hmm. uh, asking them questions, open-ended questions. Not yes, no, but open-ended questions. Or pause and let them re- talk, let them respond to you. Yeah. Don't just keep asking until... Yeah. Yeah. We have to do that behind closed doors right. with the kids early on. And, uh, of course, shaping them along the way. But if we don't do that kind of stuff, the kids will just be, you know, zombies out there. Okay? They'll be... Or not care what's going on around them. Like, yeah. That's the biggest thing. Unplug- like, unplugged they- from everything. Yeah. As you going to say something? I thought you were going to say something. I was, but I forgot it. That's okay. It's just, a, it's a very... It's sometimes it's not an intuitive thing to try to teach that, but if I could just offer you to like use open-ended questions, ask your kids like I am always asking them, "Hey, what do you think you're going to be when you grow up?" That's something that they've uh, they've had some thoughts of, or they know they don't want to do, and it could be it starts off always the same. I want to be a baseball player. I want to be a football player. Something that's like a zero percenter type right. of job. And then like as they get exposed to things, they find things that are more interesting. And then you, you kind of talk those up and say, oh, there could be a possibility. You could be a, mm. you know, fill in something here. And that gets them thinking about it. That gets the, them asking questions and building in curiosity. And then prompt them of if they're not looking at you when they're talking to you. Not in a hateful way. Boy, you look at me when I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. But like, and in between the Arthur, you know, Arthur is the one I'm always kind of like, hey, stop and look at me. He's the one I always got to kind of get his attention. His brain never stops, Arthur's. <laughs> and he doesn't forget. Questions. He doesn't forget anything. Ever. Ever. He was asking me something tonight that happened when he was like not even two years old. And I'm positive he remembers it. I'm mm-hmm. like, you probably remember that. Like, yeah. you were 18 months old, but yet. Yeah. You remember this? Or randomly, he'll just pull out a question that, like, the question that comes to my mind, who parked the white car in Grandpa Ron's barn? Not, like, why is it there? Who Who is the person to park it? Yeah. 
and you know up at, up at grandpa's house there's a white car in the barn and it's been sitting there a long time because like the dirt has moved up over the tires and it's kind of an old joke it was you know, Aunt Jenny's car or whatever and just willy nilly out of the blue he's just thinking about he's it he's just thinking about it and just wanted to ask the question but he, he gets stuck because then he'll ask you a question before you can answer he's on to the next question but he wants to know so you just have to say pause let me answer and then you can have the next question yeah very inquisitive yeah uh, I had all sorts of other things I wanted to say about this metaphor of seeds and stuff. Mm. I'll, I'll you know, land the plane here, but okay. um, this is a two-parter. This this might be because I was going to say, in order to deal with seeds, of course you have to have soil, <laughs> and uh, you got to have good soil, and so uh, that's a good relationships. That is. Uh, good opportunities to check out. I was going to talk about, like, with farm and family, you got to kind of talk, you have to kind of be on good financial footing and, like, think about uh, debt and things like that. But that'll all be for a future episode of how to amend your soil to have good Mm -hmm. fruit. Um, You see, uh, as I was painting and drywalling and mudding, I had a lot of time to myself. And, uh, what's that like? I know, weird. Um, <laughs> I listened to the entire Lord of the Rings series. I'm not a big, uh, fiction audiobook, but I just got in the zone and it was like, uh, 60 hours or something ridiculous of books. And I feel like a little Arthur because I'd be listening to it and I'd have all these little thoughts and rabbit trails and I haven't had anybody to talk to. Except for our friend's daughter, our friend's 12-year-old daughter who's read him. And he was like, I need to see her. I need to talk to her. I have all these questions. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when we saw them last, it was just the two of them talking yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So what do you think about Ghibli, huh? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's okay. You'll learn to read sometime. It's okay. Splendid. All right, friends. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, it's good to be back with you all. Um, we'll check back in. Next time we talk to you, though, we will be homeless. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much.